Welcome to the 4th and Inches College Podcast, back for another week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, we are. We're back here for another week to talk more college football and address, look at in depth another Power 5 conference uh, as we creep towards the start of the season. Uh, Wow, what a week it's been. Um, We are getting to about 20... uh, Two weeks on Saturday, I believe, is week zero of the college football season. Again, uh, it might confuse a few people. Week zero, how does that work? Uh, well, it's kind of like uh, it's a week before um, like the majority of teams get into action. There's only like a handful of games going on in week zero. And by a handful, I literally mean like five. Um, it means something to me as a Nebraska fan. We are playing in, we are one of the five games in week zero. I believe it's the only game that's an all-Power 5 conference game. It's a Big Ten clash between Nebraska, who are at Illinois, where the game was supposed to be in uh, Dublin, Ireland. Uh, the game is now going to be next year. Nebraska play Northwest in, in Ireland. And uh, I know all you NFL fans, the tickets, uh, the premium package tickets for the NFL uh, games in London featuring Jacksonville, Atlanta, Miami and the New York Jets have just been released. So I'm sure everyone's going to be excited to clamber over those. I definitely going to be in the minority that waits. I'm probably the majority, actually, that waits until general sale. But if you've got your tickets secured, fantastic. Look out. Look forward to seeing some fantastic uh, players on offer, including maybe the star of the uh, the conference that we are covering this week, uh, a particular Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. The quarterback, of course, of my uh, co-host today, uh, Tristan Watkin. Tristan, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, buddy. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's Nick Loff here, and yes, I am all good. Uh, we are just on our lonesome this week, just the two of us. Uh, we're not going to play the music because we don't have the rights to it. Um, but uh, yeah, Suck is not with us this week. Just Tristan and I, so uh, but it will be just as well. Try and keep it just as fun and interesting as always. And do you know what? I think, I think, if any, I think <clears throat> the one thing that we can always keep when Suck's busy with work and not able to make it is that we're just going to have to up the ante with some of our arguments, aren't we? And just have some more blazing, <laughs> downright, completely disagree with each other points. Um, and and if we don't, and we just happen to get along, I'm just gonna have to just decide to randomly pick the opposite view because um, it'll just keep things interesting. Just keep things interesting. Um, and if you haven't got the little sort of subtle hints, or majorly not subtle hints already, uh, the conferences this week we are looking at. So we've done sucks pack twelve uh, last week. Uh, this week we are doing Tristan's ACC featuring uh, the reigning champions, uh, Clemson Tigers. 
Uh, but first, before we sort of go into the ACC uh, specifically, uh, USA Today's pre- uh, pre-season college uh, top 25 coaches poll rankings came out, uh, reading here on Bleacher Report. Um, and yeah, so let's get into it. What, what is the, top, the pre-season top 25? Well, number one is our reigning champions, Roll Tide, Alabama Crimson Tide. Second is the team, uh, not the team they defeated in the final, actually, a team that was defeated last year's college semifinals. Clemson now being quarterbacked by uh, DJ Ungalele, uh, no longer Trevor Lawrence fever in uh, South Carolina. Third this year, Oklahoma. Uh, and fourth, Ohio State. Five is Georgia. Six is Texas A&M. Seven, despite making the college playoff semifinals, is Notre Dame. Uh, eight, uh, Big 12 uh, championship losing side this year, Iowa State, was on to eighth. Uh, so there, the two teams that were in the Big 12 uh, championship game occupy two of the top eight positions. And who says that the Big 12 is sinking? Uh, North Carolina, UNC are number nine. And 10 is the Cincinnati Bearcats, who lost that Peach Bowl, I believe it was a Peach Bowl, to Georgia last year. Yeah. Uh, 11 is the Gators, Florida. 12 is last year's Pac-12 champions, Oregon. 13 is the 2019, technically the game was played in 2020, but 2019 season college champions, LSU. 14 is this year's Pac-12 contenders, USC Trojans fight on. 15 is Wisconsin in the Big Ten. And 16 is Miami, Florida. The uh, Hurricanes, 17 back to the Big Ten, back to back, Indiana and Iowa. Texas, soon to be no longer a Big 12 team in a few years' time. Uh, Penn State, trying to recover from last year's disappointment. Uh, Washington Huskies at 21. Oklahoma State at 22. University of Louisiana at Lafayette at 23. Coastal Carolina last year's Cinderella team at 24. And Ole Miss at 25. Tristan, what's the first thing that jumps out to you? Um, looking at the sort of top end of this, uh, these rankings, there are some teams in the top 10, in my opinion, that don't belong there at all. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't think Notre Dame are going to be anywhere near as good as they were last year. I know they've got some pieces on defense, but they lost quite a little bit of their offensive line depth. They're a little bit uneasy at quarterback. I don't mm. really see them being a top 10 team this year. I think there's a bit too much hype on North Carolina. I'd have probably put them the other side of the top 10 in those early sort of 12 to 13 spots. So there's a couple of teams there that I think are being a little bit overrated. Uh, the yep. top four is my top four going into the season. Um, and I think you can make an argument that the Aggies are slightly better than the Georgia Bulldogs as a team. But mm. the top four makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I mean, if you look at that top 10, you think about it, who are some of the biggest quarterbacks looking at this year's draft, and you have one, obviously, Oklahoma, uh, who, you know, were, they they weren't top six last year. Um, so a jump to third is, is purely resting on the shoulders of one Spencer Rattler um, and the expectations of him. Uh, meanwhile, North Carolina at nine, um, obviously, the guy we're going to speak about a little bit later, um, Sam Howell, obviously a lot expected of him. He has lost a few weapons. Um, Diami Brown, Javante, 
Javante uh, Williams and Michael Carter, of course. Um, but there's a lot thought of them. Uh, for me, Texas A&M, what's their quarterback situation then? Obviously, they lost that. They're, they're operating without their star quarterback this year, Callum Mond, of the NFL. So who's who's taken up the mantle uh, at Texas A&M this season? Do you know? I don't think Texas A&M truly are going to be leaning on their quarterback too much. They've still got a bit of a prominent running back from last season. They've mm-hmm. still got a lot of defensive pieces that they're carrying over. I think yeah. they're going to they're going to win enough games by playing really good defense, keeping it close, and just time of possession, running the ball. I don't think they're not going to need to spray the offense everywhere, firing deep passes to all their wide receivers. I think they'll just be methodical. They've not lost a ton of talent from last year's team. They've lost some. They they won't be as pass heavy as they were with Kellen Mond under center, but I think they can be a Shut down defense with a solid run game, and that will win them enough games against the lower side of the SEC comfortably. And against the tougher teams in the SEC, again, it'll be those small one-score games, coin mm. sort of moments. And I just think they have an edge over um, Georgia. I, I think Georgia are a bit imbalanced going into this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I mean, I can't disagree. I think it's a good point, um, but. You know, I think I don't know. This the SEC is always to me a conference that like you have. To, I think you have to have a good quarterback to be able to to thrive and succeed. And I know we've seen some teams who've won college championships and were like, you know, who was the quarterback? Um, but that seems to be like you know, I seem to see it from teams like Ohio State and stuff like that. That they're, they're definitely um, they definitely know what it's like to have a quarterback that wins a college championship and just sort of you know, blurs into the background and never really has a big NFL career. But usually, I know you can think of the dudes of like the AJ McCarrens of the world, but the SEC tends, the teams that win a lot of games in the SEC tend to have an NFL quarterback. And they might, I mean, I don't, I don't know too much about these Texas A&M young dudes, the freshmen and the sophomores, but um but that's the thing exactly. I don't know enough about them. So um, I'll be interested to see. Uh, again, you know, it's good to have a good running game to rely on. And, you know, Spiller will be Spiller will be that guy. But, um, but yeah, I look forward to, to, to seeing how that unveils. But we're not talking um, SEC. We're going to talk ACC, right? Um and sorry, before I jump onto ACC, actually circling back, is there any other teams in that top twenty-five? Uh, the Raging Cajuns is that Louisiana Lafayette? Um, yeah, I think that's a bit of recency bias there. That they were a good team last year. They've done nothing that suggests they're going to be worse yet. So you keep them in the top twenty-five. Whether they're in the top twenty-five come to us the season, that's up for debate. I don't know what this is going to fully look like. Um, and again, there's some, there's some teams in there that I think are a bit high, a bit low um, from my sort of personal opinion. But I think as it stands, the 25 in some order is correct. Mm. I would order it for you, but I think it's the, those are the best 25 teams going into week zero. I think 20. I think I think there seems to be a mixture between what they did last season and what they've got coming. Because you know, as you said, I mentioned that. It's funny because 
you look outside of the SEC, uh, the Big 12 is the first team to have, first conference to have two teams from its um, conference listed. So obviously Alabama and Clemson, so Alabama and uh, Georgia and Texas A&M are obviously all SEC. But there's I, Iowa State, the second Big 12 team, comes before um, any other conference. Um, and I think it's because, and you know, North Carolina at nine uh, might be high, but this seems to be because, you know, Oklahoma three, Spencer Rattler, Iowa State have got Brock Purdy, who's very solid, North Carolina got Sam Howell. So that it's because they see they see that these guys' teams have got quarterbacks who can potentially be Heisman candidates at the end of the year. And that's a little bit, and I think you look at the last two teams uh, on the list, Coastal Carolina are in it because of their fairy tale season last year. Ole Miss are in it because they're not a bad team, but they again have got a quarterback that is a lot expected of them this year uh, in Matt Corral. Um, he's been talked up a lot. Eli Manning's been championing him recently. Um, and yeah, you know, that, that talk really helps. So I think it will, it is a very, it's like a balance between what did they do last season and quarterbacking them this year because Ole Miss might not be in there if it wasn't for, for Matt Corral. No, no, absolutely. So, like I say, I think they got the 25 teams right. I think this is just a change the order. I mean, again, you've got to look forward as well as looking back. So, um, I think all in all, fairly where it needs to be. Mm. Yeah, agreed. So, the ACC, uh, just for a reminder of the ACC conference, for anyone who doesn't watch a lot of ACC football, we have in uh, alphabetical order, uh, we have Boston College in Massachusetts, we have Clemson, the Clemson Tigers, the reigning ACC champions. We have the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, again, for anyone think about Duke, um, I think Boston College in recent years, they've had guys like A.G. Dillon. Uh, they've had um, Hunter Long, the tight end who went to the Dolphins this year with Boston College. Um, Duke, obviously, famously in recent years where the number six overall pit Daniel Jones went. Florida State, the Seminoles, down in Tallahassee, uh, recent years I'm thinking Kamakers from Florida State. Um, there'll be bigger players like Deion Sanders, but recent years we're thinking Kamakers. Georgia Tech, I couldn't tell you one player that came from Georgia Tech in recent years, could you? I'm not yeah. really. They've not had a stud come out of Georgia Tech for a while. No, Louisville. Had some very good players. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville have had some studs. Yeah, quarterbacks taken for. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, yeah, the Louisville Cardinals, the Miami Hurricanes, uh, one of probably one of the bigger names in conference fo- uh, in college football, um, purely for some of the uh, huge alumni that went there. Uh, the University of North Carolina, UNC, obviously, I'd say more famously a basketball college, right, um, than a football college. <laughs> They're um, sort of middle of the road in both. They're not the best basketball school. They're not the best not, football school. Not right now, but they, they produce some amazing players in bas- in basketball in particular, like Michael Jordan. And um, I'm trying to think. There's been, there's been some really good uh, good players come through North Carolina, but I think Michael Jordan is... is, is yeah, is, yeah. He, he, he Sorry, was all right. I, I, 
Yeah, I was thinking you're talking about North Carolina State rather than UNC. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of dudes like uh, Cole Anthony at the Magic. Yeah. Cam, Cam Johnson, Danny Green, Harrison Barnes. Uh, yeah. Kobe it, White. They, they, they produce yeah, the good. Top, the top he was yeah. North Carolina is an absolute bastard powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, because they're, they're decent at football, but the basketball is their main sport. Um, you have NC State, uh, where Russell Wilson went for a bit, right? He went to NC State. Yeah, Russell Russell Wilson, uh, Philip Rivers. That's right, Rivers. A couple of big quarterbacks. Ryan Finley, backup quarterback for the Bengals for a little while, was big there. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking of BJ Hill on the Giants' D-line. That's the only person I yeah. know from NC State. Um, Pittsburgh, Pitt. Um, obviously the biggest player to come out and pit, uh, possibly ever, but definitely in recent years, uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, Syracuse, the Qs, uh, up in uh, upstate New York, near Buffalo way. You've got the two Virginia teams, Virginia and the Virginia Cavaliers and the Virginia Tech Hokies. And... Uh, Wake Forest again. You know when I think of Wake Forest, the first person I think of is CP3, Chris Paul, basketball. Yeah, so he's yeah, the first but... person I think of Wake in Wake Forest. Yeah, same there. You're stretching to Aaron Curry, the former third overall pick linebacker of the Seattle Seahawks, if you're looking for a big Wake Forest demon deacon. Yeah, Wake. The only other Wake Forest because Wake Forest featured quite prominently on QB1 because in the mm. first year. Don't remember the guy's name, but he, he didn't work out there. Through I remember he had an injury in his a really bad injury in his high school season. Can't remember his name, but he had to he left Wake Forest after his first year. Um, and then also Sam Hartman, who's the current quarterback now for Wake Forest, um, was on the third season with Justin Fields of QB One. So that's where I sort of first got to know a bit of Wake Forest. Um, but that is the ACC. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna have three players each, going back and forth between you and I. Um, the guys that we think to look out for in the conference this year. Um, and I'm gonna let you go first because it's your conference. So please uh, name a player that you uh, you think to look out for. <sighs> Quite a few. The ACC is actually a lot more talent in the division than a lot of people give it credit for. Um, but my first one, I'm going to go with Will Mallory, the tight end um, from Miami. Um, he's mm. not got a ton of production previously. He sat behind, you know, a very good tight end in Brevin Jordan, but he's moved on to the NFL. But he's a solid all-round tight end and could be used very well for Miami this year. Um, give the Eric Kings a big body target to throw to um, because. You know, he's a 6'5", 245 tight end. He's a, he's a bit of both. He can block solidly, he can catch solidly, not at least either one of them. But I think he will become a favourite weapon of the Eric King moving forward and obviously to fill the hole that Brevin Jordan left. So that would be my first player to watch in the ACC. But Will Mallory is oh. a tight end from Miami. Okay, okay. Um, I am going to go completely opposite sort of position. And I'm going to go for um, a D-line in the ACC, which has long been known to be very good. Uh, obviously, I've named one player that they've produced who is one of the greatest D-line players of all time. Um, 
but also in recent years has still produced some good players. Not uh, more. I mean, these two guys are more known for off the edge, but they had one guy go in the third round to the Tennessee Titans this year, uh, Rashad Weaver, and another guy off the other end, Patrick Jones, go also in third round to the Vikings. Um, those two guys obviously play for Pittsburgh. Uh, and a guy I'm going to go for is a guy who's more in the middle of things, and he's called Deslin Alexandra. Uh, he's 280 pounds, six foot four, uh, defensive line, defensive tackle, nose tackle. Um, and yeah, I just like a lot from what I've seen of him. He, uh, he's had. Uh, eight and a half sacks in the last two seasons, which is good for a nose tackle. You know, they tend to generate um, mainly sort of double teams and stuff. Uh, and it was the two guys off the edge who were eating, you know, Jones and, and Weaver. But Alexandra got in the action. Um, he's a guy that's known to, to stuff runs uh, and really sort of anchor that defensive line. He's a senior this year. Um and yeah, I think I just like a lot of his game. He's very ground and pound. Um, yeah, he just sort of he sort of kept the line steady, uh, and he kind of uh, there's a couple. I saw some tape. I was what, and I saw him when I was watching some tape of because Rashad Beaver was one of my favourite defensive ends in this last draft because I just thought he was he was he's not a first round talent by any stretch of the imagination, but he was a solid situational pass rusher in in the third. Um, and the Titans I think got a great, um, great guy in him. Um, but Alexandra was just the dude. He was soaking up like double teams, and that was really allowing the guys off the edge to get the sacks. So Alexandra, you know, he'll probably be like a, maybe a maybe like a fourth round pick next year. But he's a guy who just seems to uh, play very unselfishly. Um, you know, hand of the dirt, happy to do all the dirty work. Um, but yeah, I think that that does go noticed in the on the NFL level, um, and if, yeah, hopefully he can have a big senior season uh, and keep up that good tradition of the pit uh, D line. I'm going to match you. Back I'm going to match you. I'm going to go D line. I'm going to go for my only homer pick here of the of this. I'm going to go for the best D lineman in my opinion in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I'm going to go for sophomore defensive tackle for the Clemson Tigers, Brian Brisset. Um Kid's a monster. Kid's an absolute bully. You watched his tape last year as a true freshman. Um, he dominated most people who played against. Even when the Clemson defense wasn't playing overly brilliantly, he was the one standout piece. He's, you know, 6'5", 305. He's got that size, but he runs around. Like, he's got the movement. The only player I think I could even look to compare him to, it reminds me of Dominican Stu coming out of college. Is That's what he reminds me of this silly athlete of how does someone that big move that quickly? And he's still got two more seasons of college to play before he even looks at going draft eligible. And watch his freshman tape, it's outstanding. I think he just improves now with more talent around him. And um, yeah, I think he'll dominate this year. And you'll be hearing that name an awful lot in mock drafts going forward. Mm. Interesting. Well, very nice, very nice. Um, right, I'm gonna go for um, a dude who 
I think is one of the best wide receivers um, in the conference. Um, I think, I think he might sort of be a guy that Clemson would very much take because I think he'd be their number one receiver if he was on Clemson. Uh, I'm going to go for the the wide out Zay Flowers from Boston College. Uh, Flowers uh, was a sophomore last year and he tore it up 892 yards and nine touchdowns. Actually, he also had a rushing touchdown, so he had uh, that full 10 uh, yards. Um, to say 10 touchdowns in total. Uh, as a, as a sorry, in, so in, I mean, 2019, he was a freshman and he played as a freshman and he had 341 yards. He, you know, he didn't, he was, he played as a true freshman, but he was, again, getting bits and pieces. He never had more than three receptions in a game, you know, um, but he really showed what he could do in, in just a few games. Um, but in 2020, they said, look, we're going to give you more receptions, more opportunities. And game one, he tore Duke for 162 yards on five receptions and a touchdown. And things just went up from better. He sort of went up and down a little bit. He had a huge game against Pitt where he had 162 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, his final game was against uh, Virginia. He had 180 yards, 180 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and he even played a huge part in uh, Boston College pushing Clemson close. He had three catches for 63 yards and uh, caught a touchdown as well against Clemson. Um, he's a junior and, you know, he may come back again for his senior year. Uh, I imagine, though, if he has another good season, if he can top 1K, uh, yards this season that he will probably be sort of a day two to day three pick, maybe day two, you know. Um, depends how big of a season you can have this year. But his quarterback, Phil Jerkovic, uh, is a solid dude, expected to possibly be like a day three pick. Um, so if he can, if he, if he, if, if they throw it up there, he will catch it. The dude is very talented um, and definitely one of the best wide receivers to watch this year in the ACC. Yeah, I would about Flowers. I wouldn't quite go as far as saying he won. But Who would he be? Very... Justin Ross. Don't even talk to me about oh, anyone else yeah. Justin Ross. I was going to say, <laughs> I thought all your good receivers left, but I forgot about Justin Ross. Justin Ross, back healthy. We've got... You know, Joe and yeah, he's, 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 he's nice. Sorry, I, I apologize. I forgot, I literally right. I looked at the guys who were behind. Um, I mean, to be fair, I think I'd still take Zay Flowers over a guy like Cornell Powell, Amari Rogers. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe similarish players, but the rest of your sort of like sort of sophomore players, I was like, no. Nah. But yes, I did forget again about Ross. He's very, very good. But yes, Zay Flowers is a very, very talented player. Um, I'm going to go for my second Miami Hurricane, oddly enough. Um, no. I'm going to go for their junior offensive tackle, Zion Nelson. 6 5 mm. This guy checks every box that you'd possibly want to check for an NFL tackle. He's got the size, he's got the frame, he's got the athletic ability, and he's got the experience being a junior. Um, he very well could be the first offensive tackle taken in next year's draft. He mm -hmm. has absolutely everything. And it'll be interesting to see if he can continue to put on really, really good tape. So watch out for Miami's left tackle blocking for a quarterback who likes to go on the move a little bit in Derek King. I think it'll be very interesting and it will help his draft stock 
very much if King's able to run down the left-hand side constantly because Zion is absolutely creating a train of just carnage in front of him because he's just he's going to dominate. He's just got everything you want in a pro prospect tackle. No, a great pick. That's a great pick. Um, I think I'm going to sort of finish by giving a little bit of love to um, the offensive line. And now there's, uh, there's, a, there's some offensive line players I like. And again, you know, uh, if they can make things click, they're the team that I really think that can cause some surprises in this conference. Because again... Uh, not to try, I'm not trying to lord it over Tristan Hedges in general. I think this team might have the best offensive line in the ACC, and that is the Boston College Eagles. They have three guys that I think will be drafted this year, um, and two of which I think will be gone sort of first slash second round. Uh, the three guys are you've got at left tackle, you've got Zion Johnson. Uh, Zion Johnson is a grad transfer. He's coming from uh, where did he where did he play? He played at oh where did he play? Uh, Name is He played at uh, so he grad transfer. He played for he played sorry he transferred from Davidson University. And do you know where where does Davidson? familiar with and it's not football isn't that where Steph Curry went yeah it is where Steph Curry went and played that's basketball. it yeah so he graduated to Davidson from so he graduated from Davidson had a heck of a year for Boston College last year and flirted with transferring again but he decided to come back to Boston College the left tackle uh, and pairing him up with uh, on the right side a surname that I know a lot of you will be familiar with Tyler Vrabel yes the son of uh former New England Patriot, Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel. Um, and right in the middle of things, uh, a guy who I imagine will definitely be gone first or second round, a very talented center, Alec Lindstrom. And between them, you know, they've got a few, they've got uh, some young left left and right guards, to be fair. Uh, they've got a grad transfer called Ben Petrula, a right guard, I'm not sure he came in from. But you know what it's like. Look at, look at the um, Notre Dame O-line from last year. Um, Liam Eichenberg went second round to um, to the Dolphins, and there's a few other guys. Tommy Kramer went undrafted, but he got picked up by the Lions, I think. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think. There's another guy on that offensive line. I am positive, but I just can't remember uh, who it was. But they had a few guys who all went uh, in the draft this last year. Um, yeah, Boston and, College has always been a bit of an O-line factory. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think they have some really, really good guys. And I think they could... Yeah, I think when you've got a few guys who are all candidates to be drafted this year, you know, look at how the offensive line carried Notre Dame last year. Um, they went all the way to the, obviously the conference championships. Uh, I'm trying to think, who's it? Robert Hainsey. That's it. He, where did he go again? I know his name. He got drafted. Uh, I couldn't tell you where Haynes he got drafted. And Aaron Aaron oh. Banks was the other one. He definitely mm. got drafted as well. Robert Haynes. Yeah, got... Robert Haynes. Ba- went third, went to the Niners, third, didn't he? 
Yeah, Hainsey went third round to the Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Aaron Banks, meanwhile, went uh, second round to the Niners. Second round to the Niners there. So you've got their offensive line had three guys who got drafted on day two and a dude that got an undrafted free agent contract with the Lions. And look how it helped them. This Boston College team looks like they'll have a very good chance of having three that guys drafted this year. It's extremely good. Uh, another offensive lineman I just want to shout out, a guy called Lesita Smith from Virginia Tech. I think he's the left tackle there. Um, yeah, that's the left replacement. He's, uh, he's a very good, uh, very talented guy as well. I think he's going to, um, again, be a, a potential early draft pick. Um I just want to make sure that I've got it right. That he is that is he the left tackle, uh, left guard, left guard, red shirt left. I, he's a red shirt junior left guard. Would it be surprised if he kicks outside with the absence of Christian Darrisaw now at Virginia Tech? They thought they. I think they will could be there on the outside. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be very good. Um, and again, not just because uh, I'm not I'm just I'm just talking to him the other day. He seems like a really nice guy. Just have a little chat. Maybe get on the pod one day. <laughs> come, come join us. But no, but yeah, he, uh, as uh, I was reading a few mock drafts that had him going quite high next year. So um, yeah, there we go. Uh, so that is that's it. That's six, right? That's we've done. We've done a three, three each. I know my last one was cheating a little bit. It was like one whole line, but um, that was <laughs> kind of live the point. With that. Live with that. So. The favourite part of this is the over-under. Um, yeah, Tristan, are you, right. you going to get, get it in front of you? I've got it in front of me. I'm prepared. Let's go. Let's go. So, so we're going to start with those Boston College Eagles. Oh, let me get this in front of me. Boston College Schedule. Love it. Let's go. Um, you got that schedule in front of you? Let's see. Yep, I've got it. So, okay, so they're playing the toothpaste company in the first game. Colgate. Um, <laughs> UMass, Temple, Missouri, Clemson, NC State, Louisville, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Florida State, and Wake Forest is their schedule. Um, okay. Got a number in mind. You tell me what the over-under is, and then I'll explain my answer. Six and a half. Ooh, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. So, as I said, Boston College are a team that I've got a lot of belief in this year. They've got they've just got a lot of good fundamentals. I think they've got a solid O-line, a, a decent QB. In the, is it, didn't Jerkovic, wasn't he at Notre Dame? Did he transfer from Notre Dame? Phil Jerkovic. Uh, uh, he might have very well done. I... I'm sure I he he definitely transferred. He definitely wasn't there yeah, originally. He, no, he definitely did transfer. Yeah, he was Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah. So well, I didn't really um, know much about him until he got to BC. Yeah, yeah. No, he. I remember him at, um, at, at Notre Dame, and so, so yeah. So first of all, I I I t- I take them going three and zero. Actually, I even take them going four and zero. So Colgate. UMass and Temple, I don't think any of them will be able to touch them. Temple are Temple are like a revolving door at quarterback. They just have no idea what they're doing. Some of their best players 
Uh, Tristan, he find Meijer, the defensive yeah. tackle, transferred Off out of Rutgers. Temple to, to Rutgers. So, yeah, it's they just don't really know what they're doing there. So, I just I think they'll go three and zero. Missouri's the first big game. I know they're a big, scary SEC team, but they've got to come across the Massachusetts. Um, and I just don't think they'll. I th- yeah, I just think Missouri are, you know, Missouri are chippy, but I just do think that um, Boston College will have enough for them. Um, so their first loss will come at Clemson, but I think they can bounce back against NC State. Um, so what? That has me at like five and one. I in my head I was like I think they'll win one of Louisville Syracuse probably Syracuse, um, maybe not but even said you take one there's six, um, and so all they need to do is be, beat two of Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Florida State and Wake Forest. I can see them going two for four there. That would be seven wins. Yeah, I'll take the over because I do not only think that they can get seven wins. But I think there's there's a there's a case for them getting eight, maybe even nine, if they can can solidify. So, uh, yeah, I feel comfortable. I feel confident about the over. I'm going to go the opposite. Not, not just for argument's sake, but I genuinely think six is their ceiling. So I've got them. They're like you going three and zero at the beginning of the season. I then see them going on a four game losing absolute streak. I think Miz are a better team. Clemson are a better team. I actually quite like NC State and I like Louisville. Um, Syracuse, for me, is a coin flip game. I think they get Virginia Tech a coin flip game against Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech is going to be okay. Florida State, Ooh, a Tech lot better terrible. than people. Oh, no. Are they going to be okay oh. against Georgia Tech, did you say? Or Georgia Tech are going yeah. to be okay? I think it'll be closer than people think. I quite, they, I think Georgia Tech, are, they're in the middle of building something. It will take them a while. I think they're a better team than people give them credit for. Florida State are massively get, still getting underrated um, going into the season. I know they were bad last year. They got a lot of good crowd transfers for me. They've finally got some good coaching in Mike Norvell. I think they get blown away by Florida State and then wait for us to win there. And I, I just see too many losses on this. Losses on their schedule. Florida State are a better team than most people think. Yeah, well, last year they were last year they were horrific. Like that's and horrific was an understatement, right? They were ghastly. They they were losing almost. They almost lost to like um, is it Division Two teams that were supposed to just be a walkover game. Um, you look at were, you look at the pieces they've added State, at Florida yeah. State. You look at the pieces they've added at Florida State. And you look at the coaching change of getting Mike Norvell in. That's a very different proposition in Florida State. I, I still think Mackenzie Norton is absolutely a quarterback that can do absolute things at the college football level. Um, they've had some nice, like I say, Jermaine Johnson the second is a nice grad transfer to come in. Um, Jamie Robinson is another transfer they've brought in. They've brought in some good players. They and. They're not going to be quite there yet. I'll get to them later. But they're a better team than people give them credit for. I think Boston College, six wins is the ceiling. So I would take the under at six and a half. Well, they won six games last season. Um, and their schedule looks easier to me. There was no gimme. There was only Texas State was the only gimme game of last year. Um, I, I think they'll win eight or nine. Eight, eight is where I feel comfortable. And they'll beat Florida. And they'll beat Florida State for me. <laughs> I don't think they'll beat Florida State. But the next next team is my Clemson Tigers. Clemson. 
Okie dokie. Um, well, let well, me know what you think about the Tigers. Uh, so, Georgia will be an interesting opener. Um, well, they put it this way: they are if if they beat Georgia. Do you know what? I'm not even going to say if they beat Georgia. They're going to win every game they play this season. Georgia is the only one I've got to think about, and it depends just if Clemson can start fast. Um, Georgia still. Georgia had a bit of a QB. Well, Georgia had the. Um, they they finally they finally stopped messing around with Stetson Bennett and put JT Daniels in, and JT Daniels looked good when he played. Um, yeah, they've lost a couple of receivers, Georgia though. Spence is being retooled a little bit. I don't ah, think that. The but they do have a. Nice. They had. They do have one of the best receivers in college football, though. You talking about George Pickens? I assume. Yes, I am talking about Mr. Pickens. Um, yeah, very. I think the game is at Clemson, so I, 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 I would go for Clemson winning a tight game. Um. So yeah, whatever. The, I, I you know, think... if, if, go on. I think the thing you're not taking into account with George Pickens, towards ACL, probably won't play the Clemson game. Did really? Okay. Well, whether I say a close win or not, it still doesn't matter. That's still, it's all about the over/unders. So, um, yeah, I uh, whatever. I don't know what the over/under is, but I'll take them going unbeaten. Yeah, it's eleven point five is the line. I'm going to go over two. Um, One, I think. Two, three. Yeah, it's undefeated season. Um, yeah, is the play there? Yeah, yeah. I, I think George is the game. That's that. The, it's funny that Clemson's entire regular season probably sits on week one, which yeah. is not normally the case. Um, I think defense is retooled for Clemson. Our DB runs a little bit better. Our linebacking runs a bit better. I think defensively we're going to be good enough to hold. JT Daniels to enough points, and I still have a lot of faith in our offense. Ross back at wide receiver, you know, EJ Williams coming along, Linda Dixon in the backfield, who's had a number of carries um, at high level because we have a habit of taking Travis out of games when we're up by 20. Uh, we used to throw it to the NFL. Um, I still think we're, I don't think we, you know, we don't blow Georgia away. I think it's a sort of close game. Clemson gets the edge, and then the rest of the season. I just don't see Clemson losing. I just, I can't, I no, can't I put an argument in place for Clemson to lose any of their other games. They will represent, they will be one half of the ACC title game. That I just don't, I think sure. they, I just think that this is my, my criticism is that I think it's too easy for them. I think the eight, I mean, not only do I think the ACC is the, the easiest conference to win, um, maybe the Big 12, but, like, the toughest teams, they don't have to play them. They don't have to play. And we spoke about this last week. You touched on it. We think there's two teams that are arm's length from Clemson rather than being, like, full body length from Clemson. And they don't have to play either of them. So You have to play them both last year. So you did. Swings and roundabouts in that front. No, I know you did. But um, you didn't go unbeaten last year. You lost the game. Um, we did. And so, 
and and then obviously the loss the the semi final. But this year they will go unbeaten, and it, and in this the thing you just have to say well if they beat Georgia, then what is the, what is the toughest game on this on their schedule? Maybe at South Carolina, maybe last week derby game, rivalry game, maybe Pittsburgh away, yeah. maybe. Uh, I, I just it's it's not Boston College or Florida State for me. Uh, those are the two teams. The home games, though, are, they're, they're, they are home games, though, in Death Valley. You shouldn't be losing uh, your home games. I think Clemson the, don't often lose home games, do they? No, we tend to tend to lose on the road. Um, no, it's yeah. The AC, the ACC is the way the conference is built. There's two very good teams in the alternative division that we don't have to play every year, mm-hmm. and we do get to play them both in the same year. And if they're good, that makes for some interesting games. But our, our side of the ACC is very, very easy. So who we have to play year in, year out in our division is very easy. They're, just, they're not built up yet. I just think that, like, based on the schedule that Clemson have in conference, I, could probably, I think I could name six Big Ten teams that are better than any of those. So obviously Ohio Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa, probably. Do you know what? Probably um, uh, Indiana, probably Northwestern. They might be better than any of them. I mean, that might be closer. I think Indiana, Wisconsin, Iowa, and uh, Indiana, along with Ohio State, are a solid five. Um, and then maybe Northwestern, your your Rutgers, your Maryland, your Nebraska are like playing Boston College, Syracuse, NC State, you like Wake Forest. But yeah, I think Clemson have Clemson will be going to the college playoffs, no doubt this season because they are better than they were last year in every position but quarterback. That's not a slight on DJ. We're talking about a generational QB here. Um, and they've got a, a more straightforward schedule after week one. So Clemson Clemson could very well be... The only reason Clemson won't be the number one overall ranked team this year is if they, if they, if another team goes unbeaten because they probably will shade towards them um, given the strength of schedule. But Clemson, Clemson will go unbeaten. They'll be number two or number three. I'd probably have them as number two. Um and it will be them just sharpening their teeth all season, won't it? Like, it, it, it'll be, it should be quite elementary. A lot of guys will get rests, rolled in and rolled out. Um, and yeah, the, the, their season after week one, their season starts at the, in the, con, the college playoff semi finals, right? <laughs> and they have an ACC title game to win first. True. But, but, yeah, true, true. So then they might, so they'll end up playing, possibly playing one of those two teams that we'll soon mention um, in, a, in, in, yeah, but yeah, the regular season, they're just going to wipe the floor with everybody for sure. Yeah. Well, we, we've done it with a couple of these teams. We'll probably crack on fairly quickly. Not so much to talk about. Uh, next up on the list is the Duke Blue Devils. So oh. their, their schedule is Charlotte, Carolina, um, North Carolina, A&T. Um, I don't know tons about them. Then yeah. they've got Northwestern, Kansas, UNC, Georgia Tech, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louis, Louisville, and then they close the season with Miami. 
Um, so they've got four non-conference games. That's interesting. How do they get four non-conference games? What? Oh. The first four. Charlotte's not in your oh. conference. They're in the CUSA. No, no, no. North Carolina no, definitely no. are. Northwest of the Big Ten. And Kansas is uh, Big 12. Interesting, huh? They don't play a conference game until October. Very interesting. Um, well, so Duke aren't very good, and they're going to lose at home to Northwestern. Kansas will beat North Carolina AMT. They'll beat. I, I, I don't know. Are you with me? That I'm genuinely not a hundred percent sure they'll beat Charlotte. Um, oh no! Um, I'll give you the line quickly, and and you'll guess where I go from here. The line is three and a half. Oh, oh, I don't. They've got so many road games. Their home games look tough. I can't squeeze got, four wins out of this now. I've got take, two. Yeah. I've yeah, got yeah. North Carolina AMT in Kansas. Yeah. They're the ones I say are a gimme. Like you, I can't write Charlotte off. As no. Duke definitely beat Charlotte. I think Charlotte will put up a fight. That could be Duke's third win, but even there, 3.5 the line, I can't find you a fourth win, not on that schedule. No, you know, I always look at who they got at home because obviously, you know, for any sport, it's easy to win at home and away. And their home games are Louisville, Miami, Pitt, Georgia Tech. You know, I don't, you know, I don't really rate Georgia Tech, but um, they have they have a nice young QB, but he's still raw and still working things out in Jeff Sims. But, but I I don't feel confident in it, so no, I'd take the under. I agree with you. Yeah. So moving on very swiftly, the Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> this so is where we're probably. Well, we might disagree. We might not. Um, okay. It, um, I'm trying to pull that schedule up. I've got it here. Right, Seminoles. Um, so their schedule is open season against Notre Dame, Jacksonville State, Wake Forest, Louisville, Syracuse, UNC, Massachusetts, Clemson, NC State, Miami, Boston College, Florida. Okay, what's the line? Five and a half. Ooh. So I had wins against Jacksonville State. Wake yeah. Forest. Yeah. I wasn't confident in Louisville. Syracuse. Mm-hmm. UMass. Yeah. And maybe maybe NC State. Um, I, I, I had losses against Florida, Boston College, Miami, Clemson, North Carolina. Uh, so I have five wins. And I've got the Louisville game, which I'm unsure on. And overall, I'm not a big believer that the Seminoles are going to go from what were they like three and nine or three and eight or something like that last season to being necessarily a bowl team. So I'm I'm maybe trying to say it's close, but I'm I'm taking the under personally. I'm going to take the over. I think they get to six. I don't yeah. I, again. I'm not like I'm not calling them a nine-win team. I'm not saying they get the ACC. But I think there's six wins in that schedule. And yeah, I think yeah, again, Mackenzie Milton's a very good quarterback. Um, 
there are some teams there that I'm not so sold on complete as how complete they are as teams. Like I say, if the line was six rather than five and a half, I could be swayed to the under. But mm. I think the six win is there for Florida State and I'm going to take the over. That's fair. That's fair. As I said, I'm, I'm, I'm five but I, and there's a sixth one, but I just can't be persuaded. Is it out of interest? Have you got you've got I, I know you'll have the same five as me. Therefore, is is six Louisville or six Boston College to you? Boston College. Fair. Yeah, I think I, I because it's at Boston College, I'm less confident. They're at home against Louisville. Yeah, it's it's those are those are where those that over under would be decided. It's either Boston College or Louisville. Those are the two games for me where it can be decided. I feel a bit more confident in I'm doing it at Boston College rather than okay. Louisville. But next on the list, the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech. Oh, they suck. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, any Georgia Tech. If fans. we have a Georgia Tech fan listening at all, he's turned off by this point because every time you, do you know anyone mentions, like, they suck. <laughs> do you know why though? Do you know why? Because do you remember one of the Georgia Tech? There's a, there's a quarterback for Georgia Tech who's not Jeff Sims, who was going to come on the show. Um, oh. when we were at CFB UK and he oh, strung us along this. and he even set the interview up and then he never turned up and he ignored us. And so ever since then, I really not liked Georgia Tech. Um, no, no, I mean, that's not just completely like just my opinion. They did go um, five, three and seven last year. So oh, they, 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 they did suck. <laughs> They beat Florida okay. State, they beat Louisville, and they beat Duke. So, Florida so State was this, not really... So, this, so yeah. this year, their schedule is Northern Illinois, I think it is, or Ken is something, second, I'll double-check it in a sec, Clemson, UNC, Pitt, Duke, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Miami, Boston College, Notre Dame, and Georgia. Okay. And What's it the... is Kennesaw, Kennesaw yeah. State out. Kennesaw State. What's the over under? Five. Nah. Under. 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 Uh, Northern Illinois and Kennesaw State. Yeah. I don't have them beating Clemson, North Carolina, or Pittsburgh. So that's two and three. I'll have them beating Duke. That's three. Uh, I think they might win one of Virginia and Virginia Tech. That'll be four. They're not winning any of the last four games against Miami, Boston College, Notre Dame, or Georgia. Uh, no, I, I, I can't be tempted. I've got them at a best winning four, most likely three with you. I'm going under. Yeah. Yeah. I, even, even, you know, even at four, I wasn't like, they're definitely winning four. And I'm trying to find the fifth. You know, it's, yeah. I just don't, Tough yeah, I just don't think they're, they've got a nice, good young quarterback, but he's a bit like Bo Nix in terms of like, they keep, they need, I know Sims was like a freshman last year, so I need to be more fair on him. Whereas Nix, just hasn't taken that leap uh, in his second year, like a lot of obviously Auburn fans were hoping. So it got to be nice to him, but yeah, there was very few games when Sims just took over in in twenty twenty. You know what I mean? He just he didn't he didn't like he had he had a big passing game, two hundred and seventy seven yards against Florida State week one, but um, yeah. Three three touchdowns, one pick against Duke. 
I think was his best sort of touchdown in the past. He didn't. He never had a game where it was like, oh my god, Sims incredible. So uh, yeah, he's got he's got some work. To do. He had thirteen touchdowns and thirteen picks. You know, that's I don't know. He's a run first kind of guy, but yeah, he needs to take a bigger jump for me. But I don't think he's got the team around him. So uh, we've got next. Next up is the Louisville Cardinal. Louisville. Their schedule, their schedule is. Um, Old Miss, Eastern Kentucky, UCF, at Florida State, at Wake, Virginia, Boston College, at NC State, Clemson, Syracuse, at Duke, Kentucky. Okay. Ooh, that's an interesting opener, isn't it? Against Old Miss. Ooh, and then UCF as well. Bounce, not at the bounce house, actually. It's at home for them. Oh, this is, this is, Louisville are a really tough one to to judge. This is the hardest one for me. Go on, what's the over-under? The over-under? Yeah. We're looking for six and a half. I knew it was going to be six and a half because I had six wins in my head. Oh, gosh, right. Well... The def- I'm going to take the I'm going to take the gimmies first. So I think they'll beat EKU, they'll beat Syracuse, and they'll beat Duke. So there's three. I'm looking at and Virginia. Yeah, they'll they'll beat Virginia. So there's four. Wake Forest, UCF, Ole Miss, and Kentucky. I think it's easier to look at their losses. I say they Ole Miss, UCF, Florida State, Clemson, certain losses. You think you think UCF? You think US UCF will definitely win at Louisville? Yes. Okay. No, no, I like no. Slightly better team, but those are the losses right there. Those are definite losses. The rest of those wins, coin flip them. Um, Mm. Give me Florida State as a loss. I I'm quite like Florida State. I will take an over at six and a half. I I think Eastern Kentucky, Wake Forest, Virginia, Boston College, Syracuse, Duke, and Kentucky. A winnable games for Louisville that will give us enough wins to go to over six and a half. I'm gonna just take the under, just because a few games I just don't love them in, um, and I, I had them. At, I wrote six in a circle around it, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not heavily swayed. Um, no, I'll it's a tough to line, isn't it? I'll stick to what I'll, I'll say. They still get a ball game at five hundred. I'll st- I'll stick to six. I'll say the under. Just fair enough. Now we get to one of the bigger teams in the conference, Miami. Miami. So the uh, Hurricanes from Miami, Florida. So their schedule, just to let up in front of me, is they open the season at the Alabama. Alabama. They've got <laughs> oh. at. They host App State, Michigan State. Um, then Coastal Carolina they've got. Oh, sorry. Central Connecticut is next on their schedule. They've got West Virginia. Um, they've got sorry, Virginia at home. So they, they open their season with one, two, three, four, five straight home games. Yeah. Before they finally go on the road to UNC, back home for NC State, at Pitt, back home for Georgia Tech. Yeah, Florida al- State, alternating. Home for... Virginia Tech, and then they end the season at Duke. Okay, give me the line. 
nine and a half. Oh, again, I had nine in a circle. Um, so they're losing to Bama. Um, yeah. I go, I go because the game is at UNC. I go for UNC. Um, so there's two losses for me. So yeah. That means, do I see one more loss in them or not? And mm, oh, see now at Pitt and at Florida State and the two games where I'm sort of like mm, either they win them both and they get the ten and they're over. Or they lose. No, they got to lose three. No, yeah, yeah. They either lose. If they lose one of those games, it's the under. This is a tough one. It is. I. Uh, I've got to stick with my guns. I got them going nine and three. I just think they're going to lose one of those Pip or Florida State games. And again, this is not being this is equal, but I thought you thought Florida State were crap. It's it's a Florida game. Do you know what I mean? It's a rivalry game. It's an in a in state game. Um things sort of go out the window a little bit. So they do. I, I I'm gonna take loss too. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under, but it's 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 like okay. if you said to me I'm taking the over at ten wins, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate that. So I'll I will take no. the under though, nine three. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I can't sell myself on a 10th win. Like, Bama and North Carolina, like you say, I've got those as losses. Uh, yeah. For me, I, yeah, Pitt, that's a tough game. Like, Michigan State, I don't know what to think of Michigan State going into this they, year. We'll get they're, not, the they're not, no, they're not very they're not good. good. But then, uh, they, they have, like, they have moments. They're one of those teams that can pull an upset. Like, I, I don't, I don't love it. Don't hate it. Um, they got again, they got um, Anthony Russo from Temple, who kind of lost his starting job at Temple, and gets the starting job at Michigan State. I just, I think they're a team that's kind of like just trying to glaze over cracks. Still, they're 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 like a they're going to be like a four and eight, five and seven team in the Big Ten. Miami should have enough yeah, of them, especially they, in yeah. in in south on South Beach. Yeah. Okay. But Michigan State are one of those teams. They have an upset every year in them. And they do. They beat Michigan. But anyway, year. yeah, I just I don't see Miami doing well. Fair. So now we're going back to back with the powerhouses in the conference. So we've okay. just done the Hurricanes. Time for the Tar Heels. North Carolina. How do we feel about North Carolina? <laughs> Matt Brown, Sam Howell, and the boys who go to Virginia Tech for their first game of the season. Follow that up with a nice little home game against, um, and then after Georgia State, what is their schedule? I just need to up. I knew the first got two. Off so they've got uh, so they've got a run of five games at home: Virginia, Georgia Tech, Duke, Florida State, and Miami. They go to Notre Dame. They host Wake Forest. They go to Pitt. Everyone seems to be going to Pitt. It's really weird. They host Wofford, and then they go Wofford, to yeah. NC State. NC. What's the over? Under the line is nine point five. Do you know what? <sighs> okay, so I think they could. I I will say they go six and zero. Oh, um, until they get to Miami, and obviously I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna have just a bit too much Miami at seven zero. Oh. There is no game. Even at Notre Dame, where I go, like, 
they've got no chance. There's no game. Definitely not. But if we say that they can't win it, not good enough. So that's seven and one. They beat Wake Forest. That's eight and one. Do I think they've got two losses in Pittsburgh, Wofford, and NC State? No, I don't. So I'm going to take the over. I am. I've got them going one loss, not a day, no day. I think they beat everyone else. I think they could I think... lose at Pittsburgh or maybe a derby game at NC State, but I don't see them doing it both. So I, 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 I would feel more comfortable at 10 and 2 just throwing in. Because again, NC State might be a good team, but to me, they're not one of those teams that are too good that um, every, it's, you know, every game is an obvious steamroll. So it's not, we're not talking Clemson here. Because, uh, you know, Clemson could lose one of these off games, but they're, they're almost definitely not going to. And, NC, and uh, UNC aren't Clemson. But even if I did give them, I can only see one. And I feel more comfortable about saying 10-2. But I, don't, I still take the over. Yeah, I've got the over. I've got, spoiler alert, it's going to be Clemson North Carolina for the ACC title this year. That's yeah, yeah. Championship game. I, um, I can see that. I can see that. That's what I've got as I, well, I guess. I, yeah. I, I think just UNC are a little bit better than Miami. And Miami, the other ones that are going to sort of be in that conference fighting with them. Uh, moving on to their in-state rivals, NC State. NC State. How do you think the Wolfpack is going to fare next season, Nick? I'll give you a minute to get their schedule up. I've just been distracted and... slightly by something on my Instagram. UCF, walk-on tryouts. There's the address. You've got to go to a Zoom meeting on the 16th of August. Intra, uh, email dshoemate at athletics.ucf.edu. So, Tristan, if you want to apply to be a walk-on at UCF, just send them an email and get a Zoom meeting in. And... My athletic prowess, I don't know. Uh, with this beer gut I've been nursing for a few years and the lockdown the fatigue, I don't think I would uh, be making any team in any capacity. Even Sunday league football. So, um, <laughs> so well, on that depressing note, let's continue. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, their season. So the Wolfpack they host uh, USF. Then they've got Mississippi State at Mississippi State. They go to um, they um, they host Furman, Clemson, and Louisiana Tech back to back before going to Boston College, going to Miami, hosting Louisville, going to Florida State, going to Wake. Hosting Syracuse and hosting UNC. Yep. Okay, so what's the over under? I've got a number in mind. Six and a half. Under. Definitely under. Um, so uh I'll got them going beating USF, losing to Mississippi State, and then beat lo- uh, beating Furman and losing to Clemson. So that's a good two and two start. Uh Louisiana Tech are, are not half bad, you know, but they, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give NC State the wins. So that's three and two. I've got them going back to back losses for sure at Boston College in Miami. So that would be three and four. Um, if I go down at the bottom, last two fixtures, lose to UNC. That's three and five. Beat Syracuse. That's four and five. So therefore, you said six point five, right? Yeah. They'd have to beat Louisville at Florida State and Wake Forest. That is not happening. I no, no way they're getting six and a half. So for me, I very much differ to you. So I've got them starting their season three and Mississippi State are terrible. Don't talk to me about Mississippi State beating NC State. I think they're terrible. Uh, USF. So they start the season three and They take a loss against Clemson. I think they beat Lasek. Yeah. 
Yeah. Lost at BC, lost at Miami, lost at Louisville. Okay, so so what hold on. So you've got the three and oh, then the three yeah. and one, four and one, four and two, four and three, four and four. After the Louisville game, yeah. four and four. Uh, uh, Florida State, they're four and five. Okay. Then they beat Wake. Yeah. Then they beat Syracuse. Okay. And then they lose to UNC. So I don't. So you got you still got the under. I could sell myself on them beating someone else and getting the over. No. What makes I you think like NC you. State are so good? I just I think they've got some good players. I like NC State. I think they're a bit better than everyone thinks they are. Um, I think they're just a solid team. I um, I do like Devin Leary, their quarterback. Solid. I'm quite a big fan of um, Davion Jackson, defensive end um, for them. I, I, I think they... I also quite like Amika Mizzi, the senior wide receiver. Um, he's probably about to break every NC State receiving record. Um Ever going, I just think they're a bit better than people think they are. I think they've got six wins. Like, if that line was five and a half, I'd be jumping all over the over. I can sell myself on them getting a seventh win. But, like, I, I, I don't think they'll come close. I've, I've got five and seven in there. I think they may miss a ball game. I could potentially I, be sold on a sixth win, but. Like you, I, I couldn't come close to getting getting to seven. Fair enough. Moving on, the Pitt Panthers. Pitt. Everyone Pitt plays Panthers. away at Pitt, so Pitt must have loads of home games because <laughs> every time Everyone's I read it, it's at Pitt, at Pitt, at Pitt. Do Pitt play away at all this year? Um, I haven't seen their schedule yet. Pittsburgh, what's the... Not Steelers, not Riverhounds. That was the name of their USL Pro League soccer team. Uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, the Panthers. Panthers, that's it. I've just had a, one of the mind blanks. So they start their season at home, Massachusetts. They go to Tennessee. Western Michigan comes to town. Who the hell is UNH? Uh, it's oh, New Hampshire. That is the New Hampshire Wildcats. Yes, it is. They are not so good at. Oh, they go to Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech and then host Clemson, Miami. They go to Duke and then they host UNC, UVA and... What's the line? Six and a half. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it because I was on seven wins and trying to be convinced into more. So I've got them... So I think wins for sure... So I had UMass, Western Michigan, and New Hampshire. So that was three to me. I think I had in my head, okay, I'll give them one of the Georgia Tech or Virginia Tech games. They could win both. But even though I said one for now, so that's four. I think they'll win a Duke five. I think they'll win a Syracuse six and beat Virginia. Um, It's not even a stretch to me to say that they might win one of the other Georgia, Virginia Tech back-to-back games. Actually, it's not even back-to-back. They've got a bye week in the middle. Um, yeah, I'm confident about the over. Last year in 2020, they went uh, six and five. Um, their losses were at Boston College, at Miami, at Clemson, against Notre Dame. And the only one that might be a little bit of a surprise was that they lost at home by a point to NC State. 
Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I take the over. Oh, I don't know. This is, to me, this is the toughest one. One, um, they, they win against Massachusetts. I think Tennessee's bringing the upset and they beat Pitt. Tennessee aren't great. Uh, Western Michigan, yeah, there's a win. New Hampshire, yeah, there's a win. Georgia Tech, yeah, they beat them. Virginia Tech's a coin flip to me. I can't decide. I don't think that, that's a coin flip. They lose against Clemson. They lose against Miami. They beat Duke. They lose against NC State. I think they lose against Virginia. And for me, Syracuse. You've got them flip. losing at home to Virginia. I, Virginia, I think Virginia are a better team. Ooh, wow. I did not see so that for me. So for me, the, the two games I can't decide on are Virginia Tech and Syracuse. Syracuse. <laughs> it's at the Keys. It's at it's at the it's at the dome. That place is a nightmare for teams to go to. Kansas love a little loss in the dome. Um, so so well, hold on. What so Virginia last I'm just yeah, okay, so Virginia Virginia had some good wins last season, I'll give you that, but they did also lose to Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, NC State. What, you're you're confident that Virginia would win at at, Pit, at Pittsburgh. Well, not not at Virginia at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'd like to ask based on what exactly? Because if you point to any win last season, I will point to a loss, which is just as polarizing. Um, um it's more. I like Brennan Armstrong as quarterback. Um, I like they've got pieces. They, I like Kenny, but Kenny Pickett's a pretty decent quarterback as well. Oh, I don't rate Kenny Pickett as highly as anyone else does. Watch really? the Clemson game; he was horrible. Oh, Hold on, watch any it. team against Clemson. I mean, that's 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 not fair. That's like saying, "Oh my God, that striker who plays for Crystal Palace is no good." Watch him against Man City. I mean, but you know, the Boston College quarterback who's standing, I can't pronounce, looked like a stud against Clemson last year. Jeff of it. And yeah. so I just I there's I think there's more to like about Virginia's team. I just and I also I, Bronco Mendenhall for me is just a good coach. Like Virginia will be well coached. Pitt is so up and down. I'm yeah. I just I can sell myself in Virginia more than I can sell myself in Pitt. Um. So yeah, I. I'm going to take the under. For Pitt, okay. Yeah, I, I think they get six wins. That's fair enough. Six, that's, now, that's at least been close. Go on, sorry, next. Next on our list, Syracuse. Syracuse. The Orange. Uh, when did they last play in Syracuse? I'm not saying Virginia plays Syracuse. I'm just using their schedule as like an opportunity to like move back and back, and then just click on it without having to actually type in. Virginia haven't played Syracuse in like ten years. So not how they're in the same conference. Okay, the Q's so, schedule. Syracuse is at Ohio, home to Rutgers, home to Albany, home to Liberty, at Florida State versus Wake Forest. So. Hosting Wake Forest, hosting Clemson at Virginia Tech, hosting Boston College at Louisville at NC State, home to Pitt. Okay, what's the line? 
free. Flat free. Can't find it anywhere that isn't a free. So do I think they're going to be a four-win team? Yes. No. Nor do I. <laughs> no. I see, I see... I think they end... I, I've got two wins. Realistically, I've got two, two surefire wins. Ohio and Albany. Yes. And the third win, for me, is like I said, it's a gut feeling that they might get that pit game close because it's at home and Syracuse is decent at home and it's ending the season with high against the pit team. I'm not sold on, but I wouldn't bet my money on that. But So I've got two wins and a flat three line. I, I can't sell myself on Syracuse definitely having four wins. I can't I, see it. I'm, I'm pretty confident. That pit is that Syracuse will not win a conference game. I'm pretty sure they'll go 0 and 8 in the conference. Yeah, that's possible. Look at them. I mean, look at last year. They played the only one they got last year was Georgia Tech. They they were horrible. Like they are a very bad football team that's lost a good couple of players as well. I mean, the year before, um, you know, they, their, only, their only conference wins were they beat Duke and they beat Wake Forest. Um, they, 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 you know, they were a better team 2018 and Syracuse were great. But the team has literally gone from 2018 and being a, what, nine-win team, a nine-and-three team in 2018 to last year being a one-and-nine or something. So... Uh, yeah. No, I don't see them making Pretty the awful. jump. Yeah, Pretty just awful. move, just Pretty move awful. on. And so we're going to go into the Virginia teams now. Last First two teams, foremost, right? Uh, the three teams we've got: the two Virginias and Wake Forest. Oh yeah, um, Wake Forest. We won't take long on Wake Forest. Traffic. No. Um, so Virginia, the Cavaliers to begin with. Trying to get their schedule up in front of me. Okay. Um, so they got William and Mary at home, so that's a win. They got Illinois at home. Uh, I will give them a win, but it's not. It's close. It's actually very close to me. Uh, so that's two and zero. Oh. Lose at North Carolina, two and one. Beat Wake Forest, three and one. I've got them losing back to back games. So they're three against Miami and Louisville. So they're three and three. Beat Duke and Georgia Tech. So that's five and three. Uh, I'm. Put a pin in the BYU game. Lose to Notre Dame. It's five and four. Lose to Pitt. It's five and five. Beat Virginia Tech. Six and five. So I've got six and five in the BYU game held to the sides. What is the line for Virginia? Five and a half. Okay. So I've said six wins already. And BYU, I think about because BYU are not going to be the team they were last year. So I'm going to take the over. Dang. So I'm going to I'm going to take the over by a little by a little bit. Not well over. I think this team could be a six or five hundred team, maybe seven wins. But but I'll take the over. I've got four losses. Four I think they're gonna win eight games. Okay, so let me have a yeah, look. North Carolina North Carolina, Miami. Yeah. What's the other two? Louisville Notre Dame. Yeah, so so they win the rest. So I'm alright. I'm alright with that. Apart from Pitt, I disagree about Pitt, and you know I do, but um, I, I can be talked into anything else, though. 
yeah, I, I like Virginia. So, yeah, I don't think I like Virginia yeah. as much as I just don't like so many teams in the ACC. <laughs> like, but anyway, continue. Fair, fair, Virginia. fair enough. Virginia so we're now moving to the Hokies. Virginia Tech. Right, okay. So uh, I like what I just did there, so I'm going to try it again. Uh, although for some reason it didn't work when I just tried to look at the schedule. Okay, so they start at... Oh, I have a crash on my computer. So I'm good. Okay, uh, versus UNC, so I'm going to lose that one. Who's MTSU? Middle Tennessee State. Doesn't, yeah, okay. I can probably tell by the fact that I didn't recognise the logo. I was like, right, that's a win. Uh, they'll lose at West Virginia. Um, they'll beat they'll beat Richmond. So they're two and two. Lose to Notre Dame and Pitt. So they're two and four. They'll beat Syracuse three and four. I just don't like Georgia Tech, so I'll go four and four. They'll lose at Boston College four and five. They'll beat Duke five and five. Lose at Miami five and six, and I'll probably have them losing to Virginia. So I've got them as a five win team. What is the over under? Six and a half. No, thank you. Oh. I know my money's safe. Yeah, I'm. I'm betting the under. I genuinely think the their wins are. Ones. I think their wins are Middle Tennessee State, Richmond, Syracuse, Duke. The others, I think, are all capable of beating Virginia Tech. Yeah, the Georgia I Tech like... one, I wasn't like confident on, but Georgia Tech I... also suck, as I've said all the way through. So. Uh, I just don't think the Hokies are very good. I don't think they're not really. is a very good coach. Um, Virginia Tech could recruit better. Virginia, Virginia Tech are a powerhouse school. They they had success in the past. They've had big players go through there. Justin Fuente is doing a very, very bad job at Virginia Tech, in my opinion. They're stagnant. They are absolutely stagnant as a program. But I think this is the year they break and that they end up doing worse and it sees him out of the job. Yeah, they, like, they, could, imp- they could improve every position but their left guard. Wink, wink, yes. Lucita Smith. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, <laughs> imagine if he's like, I'm just going to take a listen to this podcast. Wait, what did you say about the Hokies? Yeah, the left guard's <laughs> just killing it. But otherwise, um, yeah, they, 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 teams they, they I don't think there'll be a bowl team this year. Sorry. Uh, let's right. finish it off then with Wake, Wake, Wake Forest. Wake Forest, the Demon Deacon. So the school I always hate going through and predicting their schedule. Oh, yeah. It's just a bit odd. I never watch a lot. Of, I mean, I don't watch a ton of ACC, but I never watch a lot of Wake Forest. They just never seem to be on TV, but um, okay. They're but, solid. They're always solid, Wake Forest. And they're never like a really good team. They're never a really bad team. They're solid. They will win a, a decent amount of games and get an opportunity to go bowling nearly every season. I don't, think, I don't know about this year. So they're going to win the first two against Old Dominion and Norfolk State. Florida yeah. State at home. Uh, I'm going to leave that one for now. At Virginia, <laughs> I think I took Virginia to win that game. So that's... Yeah. It's taken away Florida State. They're two and one. Louisville at home. Um, put a pin in that one as well for the moment. Syracuse away. I don't, you know, I don't like Syracuse. So three and one. Yeah, I'll beat Army four and one. Beat Duke five and one. And then they'll lose to North Carolina five and two. Lose to Clemson and Boston College. To me, that's five and four. Uh, NC State at home. So I've got, so I've got five and four, and I've got NC State at home. I've got Florida State 
at home, and I've got Lu- I've got Louisville at home. Yeah. Okay. What's the line? The line from Wake is six and a half. So basically, do I think they'll win two of Florida State, NC State, and Louisville? I'm going to give them NC State, and I'm not going to give them Louisville. And so they're now six and five, and it rests on the Florida State game. And all along, I've said I don't really like Florida State that much. Oh, do you know what? I actually think this is the toughest one for the end. I'm, I'm personally calling this the most difficult one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got to just, I've got like, I have to give a decision, but I don't. I'm not. I can easily be swayed. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna take the. I am gonna. T- I am gonna take the. I just. I don't want to take the over. I think they're a proper. They're proper like six and sixteen to me. That's what I like. I, I think of them as, irrespective of their schedule. Um, I can't do it I can't say they're a 7-5 and five team Say, no I'm going to take the under just yeah I'm taking the under my wins are Old Dominion Norfolk State Syracuse Army Duke oh, the rest, I think they could lose so just 5 okay I think they're a five-win team. Well, like, well, that's that's the thing. So they're the five wins I gave, right? They're the five wins I gave, and it was like the other three where I decided Louisville no. So I I said yes to NC State, but again, I was like, yeah, okay. And I know you, you know your your little sort of candle you hold for Florida State. You were never going to give. Do you know what? You said what? How many wins do you think Florida State are going to get? But I bet if we go back and all the games that have been played against Florida State. You've probably gone to Florida State. I reckon you've got them ten and two or something like that. By the way you've, no. by the way you've gone. But no, um, that's fair. Yeah, I just can't. I can't see them being a seven and five team. I think they'll go bowling at six six wins. I think they'll find six wins, but seven, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, six is the magic number, isn't it? It's it's. I could talk myself into a six when they go bowling, but the fact that the line is six and a half, I have to go yeah. under. I think. The- Five is more likely than six, but six isn't against like the realms of possibility. Like six isn't a shock. This yeah. isn't like George. This isn't like Georgia Tech getting like five wins. Shocking. It's like okay, they they got six wins. Well done. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. But we're done. Well, That's the Atlantic Coast Conference covered. Yep. And so we agree. We believe our conference final would be uh, North Carolina against Clemson. Clemson. Clemson are going to win that title game. Taking the W. No, I agree. I'd love to, I'd love to disagree, but do you know what? Like, it's just there's not an, there's not a good enough team in the ACC that can would even make me want to sway. So, so no. No, with with not with Notre Dame not being in the conference this year and only having to and only having their very loose conference affiliation games now because. They only joined the conference last year to actually get a schedule. Um, they're still an independent with a slight affiliation to the ACC because you can't be as independent in other sports. So they play a set amount of ACC teams and this year they avoid Clemson. But yeah, yeah Clemson's, Clemson's schedule is a bit of a cakewalk this year. It's probably the last year it's going to be a cakewalk because 
Um, the deal with Texas A&M starts next year. We've got deals with LSU next, in the next coming years. We're going to be playing a few more SEC teams. So Clemson, I think, understands that their schedule's been too easy for far too long and are trying to find some more difficult teams to put on the schedule than South Carolina State. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Cool. Well, ladies and gents, hope you enjoyed our sort of uh, take on the ACC. Is one of your teams an ACC team? And if so, what do you think of the over and under? Do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? Let us know. But until next time, uh, I've been Nick Boff. He's been Tristan Watkin. We'll see you for next week's. So we've done three conferences, ACC, Big 12 and Pac-12. And we're left with the Big Ten and the SEC. Perfectly coming to you in time for week zero, kicking off uh, on the weekend of Saturday, August 28th. Take it easy, ladies and gents. Have a good one, and we will see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.